So I'm ill. I know, mate. We just recorded the videos. Yeah, but, but there's people. I don't know. I don't know what order this will come out. So I feel like I have to explain it again. I'm I'm desperately trying to put on, uh, like, not my ill voice, which is my default, right? I just can't. Are you are you a moany sick man? Oh yes, I am. I, <laughs> You're very proud of yes. it. Yes, <laughs> I take great delight in just wallowing in my own misery. And is it, I mean, is, I take take lots of joy in seeing you. Miserable, <laughs> miserable. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's actually the difference between um, me and my girlfriend that that we kind of find difficult to understand from each other. Because when when she's ill, she kind of wants to be uh, like doted on a bit, right? Like a lot, heaps of sympathy, lots of hugs, lots of attention. Whereas when I'm ill, I want everyone to go away, and I want to sit in a room on my own and feel sad and play video games. Let's be play real. video. Yeah, that's. I I want to do stuff that doesn't that 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 my brain yeah. finds easiest. Switch off brain. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I am always too hot, so I don't want like, like crowded and hugged like that sort of stuff. Anyway, I always embrace the hot when I'm sick because I feel like sweating it out is a good thing. I'm, I'm sweaty at the best of times. It's horrible when I'm ill. But only one armpit. Only one. <laughs> Jake's leaky armpit. Oh. I've bought brought a game. You did. So. Uh, over Christmas, is this this? Do you steal this from Fish and Scripts? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just think like from our like podcast rivals. I because uh, they well they they don't do games. They talk about doing them. They don't actually do them. Uh, <laughs> and we've done games in the past, but not like big games. But I thought that's a good idea. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's steal that from them. Good. Um, I mean, we already stole one of one part of Fish and Scripts now. Exactly. So we'll just slowly take all of their good bits. <laughs> Um, and I'm also stealing the idea of the game uh, from a game I played at Christmas. Oh wait, called... so this is not a game you came up with. It's... No, ah. no, 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 no. Well, <laughs> it's sort of different. To... <laughs> it's definitely well. Okay, okay. The game is articulate, and what you do is you've got a series of cards with a thing written on them, and I have to get you to guess the thing by now, by talking. Oh, not that, not dancing or no. And this, this is the thing, right? Is it's. The reason I don't feel bad is Articulate basically stole this from Taboo. Yeah. You probably stole it from something else, right? It's it's just, but... Uh, I just realized doing miming on a podcast... Could, would not work. Would not, no. The worst thing... This <laughs> <laughs> is hear me <laughs> laughing about your stupid movements. <laughs> <laughs> Which you do anyway, so no, that's, that's fine. So, so the idea is I will... I'm going to turn over one of these cards and I'm going to try and explain it to you. I'm not allowed to... Um, Wait, what are the rules? What are the... How, how, because there's different rules with whoever you play. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to say you're not allowed to say any part of the word. Interesting. But the um, individual, like, okay. You're not allowed to say the letters of the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not allowed to say it rhymes with the, like, so if the, if the clue was chair, I couldn't say, you know, rhymes with fair but begins with a C, right? It's boring. Don't do that. Like, okay. So you're not allowed to describe the word. You can break the word down into syllables, mm-hmm. but again, you're not saying rhymes with this or anything like that. You'd have to say, like, you know. Okay. Um, and but the twist, which makes it different, is these are all tech things. Ooh. And I got um, a podcast alumni Paul Lewis to create two separate lists for us. Yeah, we got two piles. And and he was rubbing his hands with joy at what he's created. So I suspect there it's might be some particular silly ones in here. Um, but I thought. Let's go. I mean, he he benefits from us look, looking like idiots. So exactly, exactly, and it's not just on the podcast. He does that; it's all the time. Um, so I'm going to time myself because I think we've got the same number each in these little piles. We've not seen what they are. So it's the goal: who can explain all their cards faster? I think faster is a good. Okay, so good not way not of doing in a it. given period of time, but we're just going to measure how long it takes, yeah. and then the faster one wins. Unless it just takes too it has long, to be a competition. Yeah, I think competition is is healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay. Let's 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 give the the English with a second language person an explaining. <laughs> oh, already <laughs> managing expectations. <laughs> I see. Fair enough. Right. And I'm just, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Are you gonna start? All right. Yeah. Go. You ready? Three, two, one. Start the timer. Um, oh, uh, JavaScript framework. It's like part of a fire. Part of a fire. Yeah. Yeah. Like when a fire's going out or not. Uh, you know. It's it's. 
It's part of a fire. It's like a little, little, little tiny bit oh, of a fire. Oh, ember. Correct. So Excellent. it is in my best interest to get it quickly then. Well, but I'm kind of going to mess you around a bit just for um, fun. Uh, this one, uh, I've never heard of, um, so I don't know what it is. I'm going to break the word into two parts. Uh, the first one is a, like, if you've got four of a thing, um, this is another word for that. Like, quadruplet? Uh, take your first syllable of that. And quad. Thank you. Oh, quad. Uh, and the next part would be like a big plant. Like some of the biggest plants in the world are one of these. Oh, yes. quad tree. Quad tree. Excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, next one. Oh, I know what he's done here. CSS color. Thanks, Paul. Um, uh, the, the first part is, a, I think, a herb or a shrub. Um, and the second part is what you do when you're embarrassed. Blush. Right, correct. So the first part is um, like... I think I think it could also the color would be kind of purpley, pinky. Violet. Right, keep going. Um, lavender. Yes, lavender blush. Yes, thank you very much. That's a CSF. Apparently, I'm, I'm Jesus, gonna, Paul. All right. Um, uh, framework made by Google. It's got corners. Angular. Yes, excellent. <laughs> it's got corners. Um, excellent, excellent bundling tool. Roll up. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, uh, when Internet Explorer was. Releasing standards and not caring about standardization. They were releasing stuff. Effects. Yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, the best feature of 2019, as judged by the audience at CDS. Oh, I don't remember. I, don't um, I, I, I had a part in it. Oh, and, and, and background fetch? Correct. Thank you yes. very much. Um, I know that's a bad clue for anyone I like how you got it again. There. You always pull your own stuff. So um, this is the thing that uh, people say you have to do in every Google interview, uh, but you don't. Like the puzzle questions yeah. thing. Well, yeah, but the New York Code one. Well, you have to invert one of these. Oh, the um, the, the binary tree. Correct. Excellent. So you get the quad tree and the binary tree. Um, oh, okay. This is a, a pattern for building apps. Um, MVC. Uh, out loud. Oh, out loud. You did that Model out loud. View controller. Thank you very much. <laughs> out loud. What does that mean? Um, drawing API in the browser. Canvas. Thank you. Excellent. This is going well. I'm enjoying yeah, this. Yeah. I'm okay. hoping I'm getting... Oh, it's not a function. Undefined. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, uh, this looks like Roman numerals. I don't even know what this is. I think this might be an alternative to model view controller, um, but it's also MVVM. Yes, it is. Oh. Excellent. Is that a thing? We'll talk about that afterwards. Um, yeah, it's what Paul commits to these days. Oh, DevTools. Correct. <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> and finally, um, it's like a, a thing. It returns one object, and it's always the same object from then on. Item potent. Um, it, so it's, oh. instead of a constructor, you would have a factory that returns a uh, same object every time. Oh, a singleton. Correct. Excellent. There we go. Three minutes and ten. Oh, that's too bad. That was all right, wasn't it? Well, and now we'll, it's my turn. Well, we'll Except do, well, I think we should we'll do, do it at the end of the episode. Yes, that's a good idea. Oh, no, the listener maybe... will have to stick around. <laughs> Punishment. <laughs> Oh, that, actually, that was good fun, actually. Yeah, that was really enjoyable. So I re- I'm, I'm now, I feel pressure now, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, well, that was, that was three minutes. That was a long time. But that, that, How many oh, thank you, Paul. Those are some those are some fun ones. Excellent. Uh, like, MBVM, by the way. Yeah, what is that? Model view, view model. Oh, I was going to try and describe it as being a... Um, oh, what's the thing where it's the same backwards as it is forwards? I mean, this wouldn't help because I don't know what it is. An anagram. No, that's... Oh, that's um, jumbled them up. I, yeah. Um, a, it's like radar is one, isn't it? Um, there's actually a great song by Weird Al Yankovic where every line palindrome in it, palindrome well done the, the non-English speaking <laughs> primary English speaking person whatever there's a, there's a really good Weird Al Yankovic song which I think is a, a absolute genius it's called Bob uh, and it's a Bob Dylan uh, spoof but every line is a palindrome really and some of them rhyme with each other it's it's just I need to very listen to that. Very smart. I never, never listened to Weird Al Yankovic. Well, a lot of the stuff is kind of some of it's a bit rubbish and some of it gets overplayed. But I feel like I think that one is is a particularly beautiful. Um, yeah. Well, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, these topics that we've got written down for us now just seem sort boring. Of, Although mm. I do, I do have a word of the month. Oh yeah, I I, I'm going to say, it and you can tell episode. me if you know what it means. Oh okay, okay. Shiviness. Shiviness. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let me try and figure this out. Um, well, I mean, a shiv is a knife in uh, prison <laughs> prison speak. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it sort of sounds like shiv and penis mixed together. <laughs> so, 
So based Mate, on that, that sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, it does sound awful. No, I don't. You actually in the right ballpark, as it were. <laughs> um, no, what 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 is it? It's the. I'm going to read the official definition so mm. I don't get it wrong. Um, Excited about facts on this podcast for the first time. <laughs> for the first time, it's the uncomfortable feeling of wearing new underwear. There's no uncomfort. In, there's there's only joy. In wearing then you underwear. just I guess you did underwear shopping right. Yeah. Well, uh, I actually, do you know what? Better than new underwear is new socks. I heard a. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a good feeling. I remember reading a story of a comedian who just like threw all his socks away and just bought um, like three hundred sixty-five new pairs of socks for one day. It was incredibly wasteful, but he said like it was the best year of his life. <laughs> Does it, do they immediately decline? Like, is the second time you wear a pair of socks already indistinguishable from every other subsequent time? Well, I have made a change uh, to my general attire. Um, in that, Did I now, you? I now wear thick socks. Oh. And I'm only going to do that in the winter, of course. And it's actually making me quite uncomfortably hot right now. Um, but I, I'd be wearing them around the house and working from home, like... I I would say it is pure decadence having thick socks in slippers. <laughs> oh, the joy! <laughs> so happy! It's beautiful. It's I, I yes, I'm converted. So the slippers you wear at home are they furry on the inside? Yes, mm. yes. Yeah, so it's pure pure decadence. Absolutely. But isn't the the joy of furry slippers to wear them barefoot nope. so you actually feel the fur? No, 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 I've just got really padded ones, so it's like walking on sunshine. Carpet. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's 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 what I've been. Oh, that's a good word, though. I like that, even though I disagree with the premise of it. But uh, yeah, uh, shiviness. It's, it's very niche. I um. Oh, should we? I mean, we should maybe do a. Is it time for a tech thing? Do you want to talk about the web? Yeah. Right. Why not? Why not talk about the web? Um, I've noticed the past few uh, episodes that you've had observables of streams on the list, and we've never gotten to it. Is it yep. is it your backup plan, or do you want to talk about it right now? I can talk about it right now. Let's talk about it's, it right It's going to be interesting because I'm actually working on a blog post on this topic. Okay. Um, I, I, the the whole thing that I had, I like, by the way, how you just said, oh, should we talk about the web? So I'm going to go. Yeah, I looked at my topics. You just flipped it back around on me. <laughs> well done. Um, so I have ne- had never tried the reactive programming on the web um, and for people who don't know, reactive programming basically means you center your code around streams of data and notifications when data has changed rather than buttons and UI elements. You just think in when does on on notification when something's changed and reacting to change. Hence, reactive programming. You can kind of think of it as like, uh, well, a series of tubes, which I know. <laughs> it's it's is, fairly accurate. But, it, but it, it's, you can kind of sort of visualize the flow of data like that in a way that's not quite the same with functions and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've seen RxJS. It's been around for a while. It has a yeah. big f- group of fans and a big community around it. Mm. And it always deterred me in kind of how... The, the people deterred you? No, the, the library. Not, not deterred oh. me, but I never was quite interested because I guess I, I had other problems to solve and didn't actually know I wanted reactive programming. And also, like, the library was quite big. Yeah, how big is it? Do we know? I actually don't know right now, but I, what I do know now is that they have made it extraordinarily tree shakeable. Oh, that's good. Okay. Um, so it is actually very viable right now. I think hmm. um, when I used it, it with just a couple of small functions to make the reactive frame happen, happen, it was like I want to say four kilobytes gzipped. That's pretty good. That's all right. That's pretty good. Um, there's other libraries out there like CycleJS that also are reactive. Svelte 3 now is reactive in a way in ah. the sense that, you know, it you, you just do assignments in JavaScript, but after compilation, that assignment will trigger notifications and all the values depend on that variable will get updated automatically. That's really nice. So, right? Um, and after, you know, sitting down a couple of times and trying to understand what is reactive programming actually about, there, I found a table in RxJS that said, like, there's... Um, push and pull patterns in general mm. and there is things that can change their value once and there's things that change their value multiple times so you can imagine a table update once update multiple times in the columns and push and pull on the rows 
and for each of the cells, there right, is... Run a push and pull by me again. Because so, I'm getting hooked So, for example, a event listener is... Is push. Is push. You get the update pushed to you. So it's, just, it's like streams. Yeah, is it is. It, is it yeah. the same as streams? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Got you, got you, got you. And, and so they say, for example, a promise is something that can change its value once and is push. Right, so, so it changes its value from unresolved to resolved. Yeah, to, to a value. Yeah, to, to, yeah. A function, kind of, is something that can change its value once, but it's pull because you invoke it and say, give me your value. Right. And then, you know, it can change its value only once because the next thing would be a new invocation, right? So it's a different instance. I see. Yes, okay. Um, Then I'm trying to think. So I think the multiple values once would be like a synchronous iterator. You invoke it once. You say when you want the next value, but it can right. change its value multiple times and it's over time. because it's an iterator. And then they say the thing it can change its value multiple times, but is push are observables. And I was like, wait a minute. So can streams. And yeah. So, and so I was like, what makes... And then I th- thought, okay, so observables are supposed to fill that gap in the table. Okay, let's let's go with that premise. And I knew that there has been a TC39 proposal for observables on the platform out for a while. Uh, yeah, and, I was and like, the DOM one as well. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a split effort, yeah. And so I was just looking and I was like, why do we actually really need an entirely new primitive? I think I know the answer to this. But the answer I'm told is that the synchronous nature of observables is, for some reason, very important. But they're not synchronous. They're asynchronous. Uh, but when a... Um, I'm going to get my terminology wrong because I'm not that familiar with observables. When an observable resolves, or whatever it is it does, when it, when it it's, changes it's like value, the, the, it, it fires its listeners synchronously. Whereas a promise or a stream uh, microtask-based... And, I, and okay. I, whether, whether that's I justification actually, I, enough. So it's interesting because the whole blog post I'm working on, I actually tried to figure out the difference. Mm. And I found one. It's not that one. Maybe oh. that's another difference. Interesting. Um, I very, in so far in my career, I have very rarely found those kind of minute scaling differences to be of import- importance. No, me neither. So it seems like a weird hill to die on, but this is for a different discussion. People will tell sure. me once I publish my blog post, I'm pretty sure. Yes. So... Basically, I sat down and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try. I'm going to try to build a, a similar developer experience to RxJS, but on top of streams. Ah, So basically, nice. by observable, it's just a readable stream. Which means, like, in most browsers today, your overhead is 0K. Kind of. It, it's not quite true because... So you, observables, you basically say, okay, I want to turn the click event listener on this button into an observable. Now you have a stream of click events. So you'll have, you'll have a tree-shapeable function which will right. turn that and into And then that, yeah. you can do the same thing like you do with arrays. You can, you know, pipe that stream through a map or a filter. With observables, it gets more interesting because you can also merge multiple observables into one uh, or gate one on the value of another. There's very many patterns that you can combine. So you have very small, very easy-to-understand functions that you can combine into very complex graphs that your data hmm. flows through and then every now and then you hook in and put a value into the back into the DOM and that, that's how you do a reactive yeah, you, you move a slider and suddenly the zoom of an image changes Right. and those things are very easy to build that way and I very much enjoyed building stuff that way and so I wanted to rebuild that with streams and I did you know my observables are readable streams because you know you can subscribe to it yep. and all these things like map and filter are transform streams because yes right and now that's one of the problems, like both yeah, Firefox only. and Safari um, don't have them. And the additional problem is that you can't polyfill only one of them. You have either to use a polyfill for all three of them, right. the entire polyfill for readable, writable, and transform stream, or all of them in the browser. Well, you, if you have writable, because uh, a, a transform stream is just a object with a readable and a writable. Not if you want to get back pressure right. Oh, interesting. Yes, you would have to do a lot of the implementation for that yourself. Yeah, yeah fair, so, enough, fair enough. So currently what I'm doing is basically I have my index.js file. It checks if all three are present. If not, I load Matthias Bulens' polyfill, which is 20k gzipped, quite big. Quite big. Um, but if those three are present, I can not load that and just load then basically then I import my main file. And that's, a, that's reasonable. That's a, a case where I'm happy to take a bit of a file size hit because it's... It's there temporarily. Yeah, like it will it will by itself. Like I don't even need to re- redeploy. It will just go away. Yes. 
Yes. Um, and I, I like that pattern. And so so I did sit down. I wrote the library. It's called Observables with Streams. Technically, Very... Observables dash with dash streams. So that's that's much more readable Wait. than your usual project names. Which I, are... I just said it wrong. Did you say it wrong? <laughs> I said, instead of dash, I said with. And instead of with, I said dash. So that's confusing. Observables dash with dash streams. Stream. Right, OK. It's on NPM. Um, but then loads all, mate. That was a great library name. So yeah, I, I very much switched to just say what it does. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like loads all. Um, yeah, you know, it's fine. Um, and I wrote an entire app with it. I wrote a little photography tool that I wanted to have. It already exists in many different versions and apps. Some of them cost money. Some of them don't. Most of them are shit. Yeah. And so I wrote it myself. What's it do? What's the? It's um. So whenever you put a lens on your camera or use your phone camera, um, you know how something can be in focus and you can, the further you go away from that focus point, things can go out of focus. Yes. The, it's called the depth of field. There's a certain area oh, so in your the, image that is in focus. Where you you can usually put, control with the aperture, right? Aperture, your... focal length, subject distance, yes. sensor size, all influence your depth of field. Right. And so I want to build an app where it tells you. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, and... And, and then some, like some more details and stuff on, like that. And is this public now? Is this yeah. something? Excellent. Well, just just making a note to pop, I'm gonna pop that in the... I'm going to put the URL in the descriptions. Excellent. Yes. Um, yes, I shall. And so basically, I, re, I, I stole a slider UX from iOS where, where you have a range slider, but instead of having a range slider, you actually, you know how you just scroll in an element. Um, basically, you have like... like what you call like like a meter thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just scroll through Range the value thing. that you want. Um, so I built that. I hooked up all the observables to do the depth of field math, and then I piped it back out as a text view and a little SVG where you can see your angle of view or your field of view and how far away and your depth of field and everything. And it was really nice, and it performed ah. really well. Um, and then I basically, after having done that, I sat down and I never published that one, but built a quick clone of that with RxJS and try to figure out where the differences are. Where's the mm. difference between my stream implementation and when I would be using the actual RJ, RxJS observables? And what it boils down to, as far as I can tell, apart from my no, task handling boundaries or whatever, sure. is that in RxJS land, each subscriber, like whenever somebody says, I'm interested in changes on this observables, that's called a subscriber. Yes. They get their own data source. So that means if I had a... Um, oh, I see. So that'd be like a new listener. So basically, if I created a new stream for every subscriber in Streamland, that would be more equivalent. While a stream only wraps an already existing data source and generates data irregardless of whether a, a reader is there or not. And you tee it for multiple Yeah, you need to tee in Streamland to get multiple subscribers. And mm. now what I find interesting about all of this is like there's also concerns about streams. Our stream implementation is apparently not as efficient as it could be. Yes. There's apparently lots of work that could be done to make them faster once it's been shown that we need to make it faster. I, I hit this with some uh, HTML parsing Interesting. streams. Yeah. Because yeah. I haven't. Like, in this example, it worked great. Oh. Even even on the um, Nokia 2, the app works great. Oh, nice. And and it's not like I'm, I'm doing non-trivial stream combinations and, like, observable meshes, basically, if you want to call that. Um, I'm super impressed and I'm very happy with it. And yeah, in basically in Chrome, if you don't load the polyfill, the entire app like boils down to 2K. Oh, nice. I, and, li I like a nice small app. Yeah. And and oh, yes. I find it really interesting. I'm going to publish the article and I'm pretty sure the RSS people are going to tell me where the nuance lies. I, I'm curious to know what it is, yeah, actually. I, I am I, too. So I'm, not, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm being very careful by writing this blog post. I'm not saying like, here's why I know better. But it's like, here's what I found. I'm guessing I'm missing something, yes. but here is how I got here. Um, my my hope would be that something like RxJS in the next version or Cyclist could actually be built on top of the platform streams rather than pushing for a new platform primitive that needs to be implemented by browsers and yada, yada, yada. Yes, I know Dominic is, is keen on them being separate things, so I, I guess it would be good to have a more concrete sort of list of the differences. Yeah. Huh. But I, you know, we, we talk about it every now and then that we both really like the design of the Streams API. And they've yes. just, just become a Swiss army knife for me. Yeah. They're just always useful to have in your back pocket. And sometimes, you know, if you have an event list and you just want to make sure that your 
previous event listener is completely done before the next one gets processed, that's a stream. Like, just yep. throw a stream at it and you're done. And it's great. I just really like it. Yeah, so, me too. Yeah, that's that. Um, what, what else have I got to talk about? So, um, I've been getting sad about Twitter recently. Um, I found- Who hasn't? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's got worse. Um, I, anyway, but that's not what I'm going to talk about because I had a really nice Twitter experience. So oh, I'm going to be positive. Nice. Um, I put out a request on Twitter for some board game recommendations. Um, just for. Because I. There's a lot of board games that I find too serious. Like, and too. Like Risk? Risk is the worst one. I've yeah. never played Risk, but I always I, hear people who are really, like. Serious. This is serious gaming. So yeah, I I don't. And this is the thing. I was re- I was asking for recommendations for for non-serious gaming. Now, um, and it it was a long list of kind of requirements. It's like I don't want Monopoly because I don't want a game where if you start off on the wrong foot, you are just being screwed for hours, right? Yeah. And also hours, right? Yeah. It's bad. Um, and be- <sighs> Yeah, I'm kind of done with Cards Against Humanity because it's a little bit like paint. There's colors. not much replay value in that game. I feel like yes, indeed, and uh, and then there's like things that I just look, which I'm not that bothered about. Um, and it, actually, what, a game that I really recommend is uh, Ricochet Robots. Haven't um, heard of it. I should bring it in at some point. It's um, it's essentially you've got a board that is uh, built up like a well a two by two jigsaw, uh, mm-hmm. and you've got lots of pieces. So the board is kind of random every time. And you've got little robot pieces that can move uh, in, and in one move they move continually until they hit another robot or hit okay. a wall. Mm-hmm. And then you flip over a piece that says, "Get this robot to this place." And everyone has to figure out uh, or compete to see the lowest number of moves. Oh, but very engineering. But you have to do it in your head, right? And as soon as you get like, oh, I can do it in ten moves, you turn a timer over, and then it's kind of like a. a you know, can anyone get it less? And it's, I think it really appeals to coders. I was um, say, it sounds very logic-y, cody. I like it. But each round of the game, you know, only takes a couple of minutes. Bring it to our team offsite. Yeah, I, I should actually. Yeah, I, or, yeah, I'll buy another copy out there. And actually, I, I know some people out there who have it, so I can borrow their copy. But it's it, each round it doesn't have state that you have to remember between mm. it. So you can you can play around, have a chat, play another round. Anyway. That reminds me, I'm going to interject here, because you told me about a game I still want to play it and I haven't. Something you can play at any time with anything that you have around you. Basically, you come, you you look at some items that you have around you. Yes! Um, and, yeah, tell me if I get it right, but I think it's the, you get some random items, it can be anything, and you look at them and in your head you build a rule in how they have to be laid out on the table. It could be something like the left item has, all, has to always be red, or they have to be ordered in size or something. Yes. And you lay them out, and the other person... So they have to come up with a rule. Yes. And then you either have to say, yeah, that's correct, or lay them out in a, in a way that fits their rule, but not yours. Uh, other way around. That fits your rule, but not theirs. So you, oh. you, you break their rule. Because you, you, they say... I mean, both would work, wouldn't it? Well, I suppose. But the idea <laughs> is you're disproving that their answer is correct. By okay. saying... Here's a solution that breaks your rule, but I, my rule is still maintained. I find it really interesting. It's it's a really good way to sort of like teach logic to kids as well. Like yeah. it's a sort of and, and because you can, but it's, you can play it with adults as well. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy that one. But I asked people on Twitter for board game recommendations, and I will put the thread uh, on here because I actually got some. Um, yeah, I got some really good ones. It was a really nice chat. It felt it felt like a really positive Twitter experience. Yeah, um, that's rare. But as as part of this, I I went and I, I went to the pub with some uh, school friends who were well who live in London uh, now, and uh, I mean, in fact you you were there for the start. I was of this, there. You were there for the start yeah, of the story. Night. Um, <laughs> oh well, you got to pretend you don't know the story. Um, I don't for know the record, you, I'm not a school friend. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, but you 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 came by. For, I thought you left before this part of the story, but maybe I told you it already. Anyway. No. Um, I waited for you. We went to the... Oh, yes, yeah, of course, right. Yes, so you were there as well. So you oh, saw no, this. Jake, tell me. I have no idea what's happening oh, now. I've spoiled this, haven't I? We were we in Weatherspoons? As as we should be. As, yeah, and uh, there was a group of people playing board games in the corner. And, uh, you know... Is it not a play to, place to play board games? I think it's fine. Right. You can do what you want. As long as, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, what... 
well, depending on what Mr. Weatherspoon thinks. <laughs> I think it's... Do we really want to ask? He's an yeah, awful, we don't want to yeah. include his opinion, do we? Um, but yes, so, uh, as you know, this, they, were, they were playing board games. We, and we wanted their booth. Like, yeah. but, so we were kind of waiting for them to leave. We had a crappy table. We wanted the booth. You wanted the booth. Uh, and they got up to leave, didn't they? So I waltzed over and, um, and, and you know, claimed the booth as they were leaving. It's totally fine. Um, but I, I struck up a conversation with a stranger. Didn't I? Very unlike you. Very unlike me. And I learned my lesson, <laughs> basically. I, Because uh, they, they had this big pack of board games. And I said, oh, I've, I'm actually on the lookout for a board game. What were you, what were you playing? And he was like, oh. And one of the, he had a big pack of board games. One of them was Gotham. And I was like, oh, that was one of the ones I've been recommended on this Twitter thread. It's really interesting. Um, and then he, I, I think he mistook me for someone who was really into board games. Uh, because the conversation went very uh, deep and over my head, and I was being invited to um, all kinds of clubs and sessions. Um, it's but... so weird because I don't find you that likable. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so this guy was clearly desperate to have a board game friend, and I was like, "Oh, I've got myself in too deep. I just wanted to. Oh, I just wanted to like practice making a friend." Meanwhile, your friends and myself had moved around you and sat down and waited for you to finish. Yeah, <laughs> I think the, the part of the problem was I think he was then keen on sitting down and getting the board games out and playing again, and I knew that the rest of the people at the table would have been very upset if I'd <laughs> done that. But my favourite part of the conversation um, was when I... Uh, one of the recommendations I'd been given a lot on Twitter was Pandemic. Um, mm. and that's, and I, which I, I have bought and played, and it's good. Um, and so I said to him, it's like, oh, you know, I, I, I think one of, one of the ones I'm going to buy is Pandemic. And the look he gave me was as if I'd said to him, I've heard of this great new rock band called Coldplay, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like I felt like uh, I just insulted like his his grand stature of knowledge of board games. Oh, that's by the people who are into deep. I mean, he was very friendly. To, to be fair, like I, I I think he was actually trying to hide his disdain for me at that point. <laughs> Got rid of him though. <laughs> he wasn't interested in talking to me anymore after that. Uh, but yeah, I recommend Pandemic and Ricochet Robots. I mean, it's probably like somebody recommending React to you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, have you tried uh, jQuery? It's <laughs> great new framework. Yeah, okay, fair enough. <sighs> so you didn't make a friend in the end. I did not make a friend in the end. Yeah. Um, should, should we talk about... We Do talk? you want to talk about the web? I, I, I shall. Um, I am going to go to my old university next week, Teesside, um, to give like a, a talk at a group there. Um a group, a group. Um, so it's a, it's a you know it's a, it's a meet up thing. Like loosely, oh, it's not like a university class or something. Yeah, I think they use the university space, but it's not a university class. Gotcha. But I thought at the same time, it's like if I'm going to my old university, oh, I'd I'd love to talk to web dev students. Oh, okay. Yes. So um, I I kind of contacted the university and said, oh, you yeah, know, I'd love to do this. Uh, I'm here anyway. Is there a way of making this happen? Is it something you want to have? Well, whatever. Um, and they were keen. Um, but somewhere in between, things have got muddled up, and it's turned from what I thought would be like talking to web dev students about web dev, which is something I feel like I know some stuff about. Uh, it is now a career advice session <laughs> <laughs> with a panel of people, um, including myself. Jake, how can I do what you do? Be yeah. a dick on Twitter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and this is, I'm kind of sad about it because I, I feel. I've seen people give talks about like how their startup success mm -hmm. and they basically think that everything they did was like added to their success. Flawless. Absolutely flawless execution. And talk I've talked to people who were at those startups and they went, uh 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 it was successful despite <laughs> them doing that. <laughs> or it would have been a whole lot more successful if they hadn't done that, you know. And and so it's difficult. I mean, I, I'm sure I've said this on the podcast before. It's that thing of people going and saying, you know, here's the numbers I used to win the lottery. Good luck, you know? Yeah. Uh, but believing that it would actually work. Survivorship um, bias, right? Yes. But well, I thought, like, with all of that in mind... Let's do it anyway! Let's do it anyway! <laughs> <laughs> but I, I wanted to, to, to think about landmark moments in our careers. and Because obviously that can very much include luck. Um, yes, but, but uh, you know, I think and I I put this to you before and asked you to come up with a couple of examples. Um, yeah, so it's moments that like could have gone the other way and would have like changed 
a lot of stuff about your career since then. So uh, just over to you again. Over to me? Yeah, I'm, I'm interested um, to hear. So I did think about, you just said to me, like, what are the landmark moments in your career? Or, I mean, I feel like the word career always makes me sound like I'm so full of myself, like because I, yeah. I just go to work. I, I, the word career makes it seem like... Deliberate. Like, yeah, and like, like it's like where I am. I don't feel like where I am is an achievement. I feel like it's it's a combination of inevitability and luck. Yes. So I, it, it's very hard for me to take credit for it in a way. I feel I feel very weird about it. But that's why that's why I said it could include like turning points. Yeah. So it's it, and it so that's what that's what I'm thinking. Or... Yeah. So landmarks or such just significant moments that contributed to where I am today. Yeah. I guess. So one of the things that is definitely a part is like I founded a very unsuccessful startup while I was a bachelor student at university, mostly out of the need that three friends and myself had this job at a film effects company in Berlin. Um, And we were basically system administrators maintaining their render cluster because they were rendering 3D animations onto movies. But you had a, an IT job while at university, right? Like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I didn't have that. I really wanted that, and I never... It it was sysops. Like, it, it, yes, close way to IT. Sure. But we were like, we are all coders. We have so many ideas how we could make this entire thing so much more efficient because basically it was a room full of tower computers, and mm. when something went wrong... You had to carry in a monitor, plug it into one of the computers, and fix it manually, because you know SSH didn't always cut it, especially when it comes to graphics rendering. Mm. Um, and so we had obviously we could just write like an administration tool, like Docker wasn't around back then, and all these other cool things. And so basically, we pitched to the CEO of that company, like we could, you know, like half your project, we could build you custom software to make all this maintenance so much easier, more automated, quicker. I mean, we were didn't know what we were doing, to be quite honest, in retrospect. But we pitched anyway. And he agreed. And we came up with a price. And we realized the, that, that if to f- pay us fairly, not fairly, but decently, we would earn more money than we would be allowed as students. We would basically lose all the student subsidies that you get oh, in Germany. Oh, right. I see. I see. Okay. And so the way out of it is, okay, then we don't earn the money. Our company will earn <laughs> the money. So we found a little startup. Hatsfiddle. Yeah, we okay. found a little startup. Um, and we did then, over time, grow this into our plan to have a full-time job in this little startup. Mm. Um, and this startup failed miserably because, turns out, if you want to be a consulting company, being in your early 20s and going to companies and saying, like, we know better than you, credibility problems ensue. Um, and so I got really frustrated working at my own startup and needed something every now and then that I would enjoy. And so I got mm. into uh, particip- I founded the Go community group in Berlin. Basically something that every two weeks, every month, we would have a meetup that I would organize about people who just started using Go and were really excited about it. Mm. And I loved Go. Um, and I would give workshops and I would give talks and have other people give talks. And that's basically, and we would chat after. And it was really nice, but it realized, it showed me how much I loved teaching, giving talks in the realm of engineering and software engineering. So I think there's a, a, a pattern here that, I mean, I, certainly I recognize and I, maybe a lot of other people recognize is that you created something successful while trying to avoid the thing you should have been yes. doing, right? Yeah. Procrastination yeah. is a big part of it. Absolutely. Um, and because it was Go, you know, a Google programming language, we at some point became a Google developer group, which I think got me on the radar with not only some Googlers, but also with the other GDGs, the Google developer groups that existed in Berlin, <clears> where <throat> my... A friend Ben Weiss worked at, who got hired by Google, and he recommended me to HR, which is how I got here in the end. Um, so that's definitely ah. one turning point that I'm just saying, like, you know what, my own company is so annoying. I'm going to do some community work and give talks and workshops. And basically set me on the path where I realized, actually, something like developer advocate is a job I would really love to do. Um, and in terms of web, I had minimal web experience when I joined here. Yeah, that's um, always, we still, I forget. And uh, the only frequently. web experience I had is because we didn't have a website for my company. And I was just like, okay, I'm just going to give myself a week and learn stuff. And so what I did, I learned a bit of Jekyll. I learned a bit of Compass, the, S, the SAS framework. The SAS framework, yeah. Yeah, where I didn't have to know shit. I just plucked things together. Mm. So I swear, right there yeah. for you. Yeah, I'm just um, I'm noting down all the edits I'm going to have to make. Yeah. And um, that was when, when HTML5 was just out. 
Mm. It was like 2012 kind of thing. And so I, you know, used, used a bit of um, the, new, the new things that came along. I don't remember, like lists and stuff. I don't, I don't remember. I need to look at the website. It still exists. Um, but yeah, and so these are the two things that set me up for becoming an advocate and having enough knowledge on the web, which is basically nothing in retrospect, to be comfortable to say, all right, I work on the web then. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much it's a sort of fell into the job, which I think is what so many of us have done, right? Like, it's, yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, for me, and here's, here's my here's my career advice. <laughs> there was I, no advice in my thing just now. It's just like this is what happened is what to happened. me. Well, yeah, and this and so I don't know if mine will form form advice either. But the, um, the I mean, the, one of the lucky things I ended up with is when I was working at the BBC. Um, you know, I, I like I like a bit of attention. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, you don't say. I like I like telling a story. I like doing that sort of stuff. Um, and uh, you know, hence having a podcast and a you know video series and all and giving talks and stuff. But back then, I hadn't done that. Uh, I was a developer, but um, someone I was working with at the BBC at the time, her boyfriend at the time ran a conference, and through sort of going to the pub with him. Um, like he asked me to speak at his conference without and submitting a CFP. Without a C, I know. Lucky, lucky me. And this was a conference that had like Brendan Eich there. Uh, and what? I'll get you started. Yeah, I know. I was, I was, and Yehuda Katz actually as well. Um, so it was like quite a few big names, and then me, the sort of like the tiny Jake comedy character at the end of the day to you know send everyone off to the pub. But it was, um, and I had done little bits of like meetup speaking before that which I think maybe gave him some confidence in it but I see that as a turning point for my career because that's when the speaking started you know mm. and it was the speaking which got me on in very much the same way you were saying before on the radar of um people people at lots of companies like it it started getting to the point where I could turn up to job interviews and people knew me already um and that, and then got the attention of Google as well and I I would I don't. I don't want like too many people to know this because it might turn into bad advice if too many people know it. But I think public speaking has always done more for me as an individual than it has for my employer. Yeah. But if you're an employer listening to this, it's actually really, really good. So you should pay your staff to go to give talks and stuff. You know. <laughs> like, I I just remembered. You know who I really looked up to as a speaker and who actually watching him. I copied his style. In my first couple talks, Zach Holman. Oh, he is—he is good. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Back yeah. He, when he was the GitHub frontman, yes. I watched a lot of his talks and be like, "That's a good way to give a talk." Oh, now you're making me think of like who's the, like, who was the the, the people who really who I really liked. I mean, I really liked Simon Willison just because of the you know depth of detail and excitement that he would deliver stuff. Uh, I ended up working for for him at Lanyard mm. in the end and he's, he's one of the Django people yes, as well yes exactly um, I was just about to say like isn't that the Python dude yeah 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 <laughs> he did a lot of web stuff back in the day as well um, I, I used to um, but then I don't know I feel like I might be missing someone obviously but I think we've, we've both said before like Mike Taylor like his um, well, dry delivery and he's been giving talks forever and I, I'm pretty I, sure I saw so him I at have to say, I US. had not seen him speak until late last year Mm. It was amazing. He gave a talk at ViewSource, and I loved sitting in the audience and watching. It was a very enjoyable. It was definitely, and I mean, I'd already been doing, like, trying to make people laugh for a long time, but like seeing I know people you've been trying for a long time, <laughs> yet to succeed. <laughs> but um, but seeing people do that on stage was definitely like, I want, I want to do that. I want to sort of like achieve that thing I enjoy, but within the framework of my tech job. Um, but yeah, I do feel like that that did. I, yeah, I think that's my one piece of career advice. Like, if you can do it, it's a great way to get on the radar yeah. of, of people who might give you a job in future. <laughs> I'm going to try and pass that off as proper advice to a group of students. I think we should have, on the next episode, the the retrospect on how that went, mm. whenever that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, next month, I guess, because um, we're, we're kind of away for a long time. Because yeah. uh, um, oh, I'm going to Middlesbrough. Then I'm on jury service. Jury duty. Jury duty service. We find them guilty. Guilty. And yeah, I need to kind of, because I'm sort of excited about doing this. 
I know you, 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 you are. I'm treating it as a sabbatical where I, my new job is, you know, crime solver. <laughs> <laughs> and I need to, and like I say, I need to, I need to kind of keep grounded on the fact that it is like people's lives. You know, it's very important. I hope you get something amazing. Uh, I, I, yeah, I hope, I hope it's something interesting and not too horrible. <laughs> like a fun, a fun case. Like someone, I don't know, bash the head on some candy floss. <laughs> Something quite innocuous, and for some reason they're suing. Uh, <laughs> I, I I did remember something recently that I wanted to bring up. It's from like a vacation a couple of months ago now. Hmm. But I remember that we were in Greece, and we were walking along the beach. And you know, there's a long beach, and a part of the beach is reserved for the resort that's there. You're allowed to walk through, but not to spend your time there because yes. it's for the resort. And so basically every day we walked past this part of the beach that was for the resort. And there were people bringing drinks and people handing out towels for the people that were in the resort. But every day there was Dude who stood next to a palm tree. Yes. And would literally stand like a meter away from it and just stare at the tree. Like he was in a kind of art gallery. <laughs> a little <laughs> and bit. He was appreciating yeah, he just the... just had a hands... Like I... I, I Walk past him, I could see him looking at the tree. So I saw the back of the tree and the front of his face, and he just hands on his back and he just looked at it. And he didn't move. And he had this basket in front of him where dirty towels would go in. So people would just walk past and throw the dirty oh, towels so in. Oh, it's his job to, to... Yeah, but he'd look at the tree. He doesn't look around. He didn't look at his phone. He looked at the tree. And do you know what? There's a sort of... I wonder if the reason for that... And I've experienced this before. Is like, uh, Or certainly, you know, when I've worked... Uh, not in that exact job, but a, a job where you're essentially holding a thing, uh, which I've done before. There's a weird thing that, I mean, you, you've you've observed the room already, right? There's nothing there for you anymore. <laughs> like you, you've you've looked at everything. You've looked at everything twice. You're done. And uh, especially at resorts, there's places you could stare that would be like even just accidentally staring in a direction could get you in trouble. Like I'm actually, yeah. I'm being serious. Like and, so, there was um. The guy I went to university with uh, had this, like, terrible stare. And, like, his mind would go elsewhere, and uh, but his face would just turn to, like, anger. It was his resting face. But, and in Middlesbrough, where, you know, some people can get quite angry, or quite up for a fight in a pub, this was dangerous. Because, like, we would have someone, like, just come up to him and was like, What, mate? What are you starting? What's your problem? And he's like, what? And so you were staring at it. He's like, what, you want to fight or something? You want to go out? And, like, and, and it was, he was like, no, no, no. I was, I was thinking about something else. And we all sort of explained. Oh, no, I was thinking yeah, about he your does mom. this. He, does, yeah. <laughs> he, he just has this resting, I want to fight with you face. <laughs> it was a real problem for him. So maybe that's it. It's like, I, I did figure out eventually what it, why he did that. Oh, oh, yes. there, is a, there is a better reason. So if you imagine a palm tree, the, the stem is quite scaly. Yeah. Right? Segments. Segmented. I, 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 I snuck behind him one point to see which part of the palm tree he was looking at. Turned out he was using the scales of the palm tree as a holder for an iPad. And he watched Yes! He watched watching YouTube all day, every day. That's amazing! And that was great. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought you had like one AirPod in for sounds, the other YouTube because sometimes he had to react to people. It's like, well done, mate. That's... Do you know what? That's actually kind of perfect because I like you know people have jobs where they're just holding a thing is pretty dire. I, right? I, I would go so the nuts. fact that he's able to do that as well, and I'm glad that he was allowed to do that too. Yeah, it's that totally seems fair, right? Like, it seems like a torturous job. Yeah, absolutely. I just explained how from the front <laughs> she's like staring at the tree. That's great. I like that's you know yeah nature's like iPad holder <laughs> right there. Um. Should we, is it time to do another round of the thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, we should do another round Hello, of the listeners. Yeah, we're sort of getting towards the end. Yeah. And, uh, and so. Oh, I shouldn't be looking. Wait, which way around? Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so and, so we, gonna... we're going to start the timer. We're playing another round of. Uh, what's it called? Uh, the taboo style our, thing. Yeah, articulate. Ar- ar- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I'm going to note down my time is, is, is uh, 310. Three, uh, 310. I remember. You can cheat. Well. I, I might not remember. You might change it. You're sick. Um, okay, so so you're going to explain this stuff to me. Three, you ready to go? I, I, <laughs> that, that sounds like a yes to me. Three, two, one, go. Um, it's an event, but it's not m- mouse down. Mouse up? No. You're, uh, oh, hang on. Touch up. Touch down. Touch start. Yes. That's oh, the one. Well done. I remember. Um, 
So if I build a site and I wanted to use SHA-256, I would have to use this. Uh, so crypto? Yeah, the oh, full name? Uh, cryptography. No, the full name of the command, like the group of commands. Um, group of commands? SSL? Like, the... No, 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 like the, in general, what do you call, like there's the web animations, or the... Oh, the web, web crypto... Web Cryptography API. Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank gonna, you. It says Sorry. crypto, but I'm going to... Yeah, that's fine. Um, Not undefined, but... Null. Yep. Hey! Um, oh, I can't use that. That's sad. Um, not svelte, not view. Uh, React. Yep. Hey! Oh, another one of these group of commands, but so you can use another device with buttons on it and the... Web USB API. No, um, a web serial. No, for web Bluetooth with a D-pad and gamepad and, API. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> this is another color for CSS. Oh, brilliant! Excellent. Um, Thanks, Paul. The second one is between red and green. Um, on which scale? Red or green? It would be yellow. Yes, that's the second part. And the first part, not dark, but light. Uh, not bronze, but uh, uh, brown. No. And which order are you giving no, me this? I've not, got confused. Not, it, it, the, the, the first part is, has three parts in itself. Oh, my word. And we're doing the first part? The first part you had. Not dark. This is light. Uh, not bronze, not silver, but... Gold. And light, light goldenrod. Yes. Yes. And the full? Oh, uh, light goldenrod. Between red and green. Sorry? Between red and green. Like like goldenrod yellow. Yes. Oh, thank you. Sorry. Oh, I uh, that was hate my you, fault. Paul. Yeah, that was, that was tough. Um... The first C in CSS. Cascading. And the noun. Cascade. Yes. Well, you kind of gave me the first letter there. I don't know. I, I, Karen, Karen. Okay. Um, you know, big plant? Big, no. What is a big plant? Use tree. Use, yes. And not running, but the slower version. A tree walking. Tree yeah, walker. Uh, yeah. Yes. Very good. Um, oh, you are writing an article on this. Finally, you've been working for years. Oh, Index DB. Yes. <laughs> we'll um, release it at some point. If I want to know where my user is, which API? Uh, location API. For? The, uh, the uh, geolocation API. Yes. Um, ooh, what is it called? Fiber is React's new... Uh, uh, or the thing no. that I always want to have on the web so I can move stuff off the main thread in general. That Worker. They... No. We already Asynchronous. Have... Um, threaded. Something with priorities for tasks. Scheduler. Yeah. Thank Sorry. you. I could have made that easier. Um, so, not suffix, but... Prefix. And a big plan, but spelled differently. Uh, spelled differently? I mean, any word is any other word spelled <laughs> but differently. But it sounds the same. Oh, um, okay. So, so uh, prefix, is it? Did we say? Mm -hmm. tree, tree prefix? No, the first one was the first one, and the second one Pref is the, the prefix tree. tree. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, tray. Oh, Christ. Um, we now have a new attribute for images and lazy load. <laughs> um, does Paul mean this word? <laughs> I don't know. You know, when I when I feel like my food is coming back, I have acid. Reflux. Yeah. Done. Done. Hey, done. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, oh, I'm a minute uh, longer. Yeah, four, oh, four, I lost. Four, eight. Wait, well, reflux? I don't know. Could it, could it's a thing. I know flux is. It could be a library. Actually, I don't know for sure. There's Redux. There's Redux? So there and must... there's Flux Redux. It's... Oh, is could Reflux be like the view equivalent? I don't know. Oh, well, we'll have, to, we'll have to look that up. And well, I'm guessing I... he looked it up, and it's probably a thing, and I just don't know about it. I feel that maybe I'd let you down on <laughs> some of those. <laughs> It was really hard. I like how I said, like, it's like a big plant just spelled different. You're like, prefix tree? Yes. Yeah, well, correct. <laughs> well, it sound, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, is that, is that, that kind of tree, is that said the same? I never, it's one of those words I've only seen written down. I don't know how the right way to say it. Tray or tree. No. I'm trying to remember why it was spelled that way. Yeah. It is still a tree. But it's not that kind of... It's a different tree. Yeah. I feel like I get worse words than you. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. They, I, I think some of those are hard. Like the color one was a lot light harder. Golden rod yellow. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, yeah. Like I, I could have done better on that one. Also, whoever well, uses so. that color in their code, needs... <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, there are shorter ways to express that. I mean, not that. Not not that Tursor is better. <laughs> Since <laughs> had, we've had been talking about uh, readability recently. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. Do we? I I had other things to talk about, but we kind of. We're over, we're over the. We don't want to be too self-indulgent, do we? I mean, we talked about landmark moments in our career. <laughs> that's really. <laughs> that's really that's no the most back. important part, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we could probably go away, yeah, couldn't we? We just call it a day. I like how the podcast doesn't end with a bang; it's just a whimper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it just sort of so drags I, its way out of the room. And I realized that um, fishing scripts, just to you know, because. Our, our podcast is, rivals. Yeah, our podcast rivals. Don't listen yeah. to them. Yeah. Um, they start with a opener that they record yes. after they have done the recording. So they kind of give you the bites of what they're going to talk about. Yes. It's, it, and Very it's clever. Very if, annoying. There's, um, oh, there's another podcast. that Maybe a couple of podcasts do that. And I, I do find I find it weird as well. Um, it's the other podcast is <laughs> Off Menu. Um which uh, I know Phil recommended on on Fish and Scripts as well. So I think that's where he got like, but I mean it's another Adam Buxton thing. Like we all oh, I copy Adam Buxton stuff because I think he's really good at it. And there's that that top and tail thing. We don't do we just jump in. Well, we did have the yeah. the call forward this time call to forward. keep people hooked. Mm. While we are at, at podcast recommendations, I another idea we're stealing from Fish and Scripts. Did they? <laughs> yeah, they did it. Yeah, I didn't know. Uh, well, screw them. Yep. Um, <laughs> I stumbled over a tweet for a podcast called Dark Net Diaries, Ooh. which I hadn't heard before. And I thought, that sounds pretentious. Mm. Amazing. I'm, I've am i never been this hooked on a podcast. And it, so was it fiction, nonfiction? It's it's real. Like, it's basically retelling real incidents from the dark, any kind of hacker story. Oh. And in more, sometimes, you know, individual hackers, sometimes proper states organizing their cyber security teams to do a targeted attack on another state, like the entire spectrum. Um, and it's apparently all researched, organized, um, told, narrated by this one person, Jack Reesnyder. He does a great job, and I can only recommend it to people. Oh, okay. It's I'm going to add like, I'm actually absolutely hooked on it. Uh, I'm still very much enjoying All Killer, No Filler. Which you keep bringing it up. I need nothing to, to do with tech. I need, I need to re-listen to it, because I think I watched, uh, watched listened to the first episode and was like, eh. Nice, Do you know what? It actually... might just be my kind of thing, I guess, because I, I really like the, the the chemistry between the, the two of them. Like, they're I think they're really funny. But it is one of those podcasts that is um, equal parts uh, nonsense and like. I mean, as you might matter. know, I like those. Because yeah, this I is what we do. do one well. of those. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but they have a two-parter on uh, Joseph D'Angelo, um, who's actually it's it's about serial killers. Uh, but it's a comedy podcast, and if you think that doesn't sound like a thing that should happen, uh, just listen to it because it is. It, they make it should, it, it should they, happen. Yeah, they saying. they make it work uh, without kind of um, making fun of any victims uh, and stuff. It's very good. One episode on Dark Diaries was about how some people buy boosts for their podcasts; so they are listed higher on iTunes. Is that a thing you can that buy? That is a thing. Oh, and she has the theory that apparently some pretty famous podcasts started out that way. Oh, that's the the steroid equivalent. Yeah, of the, yeah, the blood yeah. doping. Do you, do you want to be the Lance Armstrong of podcasts? See, we we have pride in having no listeners. Well, it's the thing is, we don't even really get stats for this. No, so we don't. It, it's an unknown number, and I'm I'm kind of happy with it being that unknown. Number. Yeah, if we had to, yeah, as long as we don't know that nobody listens officially, we can't get cancelled. Exactly. Yeah, because it's either going to be a depressingly low number, or, or the pressure's on, or the pressure's on, and I'm just happy not knowing either way. Yeah. 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 Should we go? <laughs> Once we reach the stage, you're just making sounds at each other. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yes, we should go, yeah. Jake. Well, well, happy next time. Happy next time. Bye-bye.
start that. <laughs> can't start the podcast like that. I'll, put, I'll shove that at the end. <laughs> after, after the music's gone and everyone stopped listening, no one's listening right now. This is after the music. I'll put a few, I'll put like 30 seconds of silence. This is like the bonus track. Ooh. Anything you want to say to the bonus track listeners? Listener? Oh, we, we, we appreciate you, you one person. <laughs> Thank who, you. <laughs> who actually looked at the progress bar in the podcast and was like, oh, there's more. <laughs> I hope it's good. Wrong. <laughs> Here's me eating some of these new chewy Skittles. Yeah, I have delicious. I feel like I'm going to wait until you've finished some oh, of that. Oh, do you think they will sponsor us now? It would be nice, wouldn't it? Would it? Get free stuff. Would it? Would uh, would yeah. we be allowed? No, <laughs> absolutely Altered not. By Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> do you need a website? <laughs> yeah, I need a website where you should go to squarespace.com. Anyway, I'm just copying Adam Buxton now.